Hello! Welcome to Plaid Skirts and Basic Black, the podcast that talks about everything black, Catholic, black Catholic, and pop culture. <laughs> and we just make yeah. it black and Catholic. <laughs> I'm your, one of your hosts, Marcia. And I'm Shannon. And we're super excited to talk to you today about the Eucharist. So a Catholic thing. <laughs> We haven't done one of those in a while. We haven't. This hasn't been our, we haven't had like a, you know, a whole all about the Catholic Church episode. So yeah, I'm super excited because I, I love me some Eucharist, y'all. I think I've talked, uh-huh. I think I've said this before and I know that Shannon does too. Uh, so, uh-huh. but before we start, uh, Shannon, it is super bright and sunny outside. Is it bright and sunny in your neck of the woods? Uh, yes, so the weather here is bright and sunny, and there's birds flying and chirping. Uh, in my own life, it's a little bit hazy, like that hot summer heat coming Mm -hmm. off the pavement haze. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's, there's lots of good things happening in my life, lots of fun things to look forward to, but it's just busy. It's like carting kids to and from summer camp and doing a lot of stuff and making sure our house is in order and going to back and forth to different family events and all the summer holidays. So, like, it's hot and that haze is coming up off the pavement. And it's like, oh, what's that? Is that water? No, it's not. It's the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> why they pay me the big bucks in this that podcast everybody yeah that's why <laughs> we make a million dollars no <laughs> um i'm zero <laughs> right zero zero dollars um well i i'm trying to figure out like, like what is my weather it is it's also sunny here um thing it's uh you know what it's like the it's the weather right after rain. Like there's a rainbow, mm-hmm. the sun's coming back out. It'll be okay. Uh, if you guys remember last week, I talked about how I'm having a crazy week because I had one one student graduating from eighth grade, and I had two of my boys graduating from high school. And so that week ended, and I was I was sick all last week. The entire last week, I was like, I'm just gonna be sick. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so they graduated, and that happened and it was there was just a lot going on and they left during the party that the moose members threw us and mm-hmm. it was once it was the night was over and I was like oh my gosh our boys are gone <laughs> and uh it was really it was a whole thing I I had a hard time I know Phil had a hard time so we were like a whole mess but um yeah and then actually and I took some time off and I just was like, I just need to lay down. I've been going all week and going all day. And then mm-hmm. I went and watched Rachel Held Evans's funeral. Uh. <laughs> and that was a whole thing. I was crying and all like, I was like, you need to, you need to help yourself girl. Something needs to happen. <laughs> and I decided to take the, the next day off because I was so exhausted and so sick. I needed to get better. And then my uh, friend texted me. She's like, or she called me. She's like, hey, are you off tomorrow? And I go, I actually am. And she's like, Mark and I can't use our tickets to Footloose. And, I, and so they have, you know, season tickets to regional mm-hmm. theater. And I was like, yeah, I'll go to Footloose. And I was yeah. like, you're supposed to <laughs> be resting. Like, 
<laughs> and so it's just kind of like, that's how it is. It's like, it was a lot of rain and it was a lot of crazy and there's a rainbow now. There's a whole big puddle um, mm -hmm. and the sun's coming out. So it's kind of like getting through that muggy time right now, you know, getting over being sick, just off foot loose, really missing my boys. And one of them came mm -hmm. back today because he left something and mm -hmm. they were all very much like, I can't like a couple weeks ago. He's like, I can't wait to leave. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. okay. Right. Completely. Like, I just want to be done. He mm -hmm. was gone 45 minutes. And you know what he was doing? Texting me. Because he finally mm -hmm. had my number. <laughs> he's like, so yeah. it was one. He's like, hey. And I go, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, no, it was so, I, I know we'll be all be fine. But we're all just, we're all kind of sad mm -hmm. over here. So, but, you know, it's, it's okay. So, it's going to be well. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, let's get into it, Shannon. Let's talk, talk about the Eucharist. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> the Eucharist. I gave a talk once uh, in for my for my students in youth ministry, and we talked about the Eucharist. But like, I was like, "Why o Eucharist?" <laughs> because youth ministers, yeah, are gotta, we, we are cheesy. Clever. But hey, I talked about like what the Eucharist does for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Eucharist. <laughs> I like it. I would do it too. I would do it too. Um, yeah. So the Eucharist, for those who are kind of unfamiliar with Catholicism, which is probably like nobody because there's a billion of us out there, but um, it is also called often people refer to it as communion uh, is the sacrament uh, in which we believe bread and wine becomes the body and blood of Jesus. Um, and that is not obviously literal flesh and blood that we're like gnawing on some human flesh, uh, but that uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the bread and wine are transformed into body blood soul and divinity of christ and while they may still look like bread and wine what they have become spiritually is christ and then when we receive that sacrament when we consume the bread and wine uh we receive god in in its in god's fullness and um we receive the life of god through that um so sacraments for those who aren't familiar with the term are um the official definition is efficacious signs of God's grace uh, instituted by Christ and given to the church for the building up of the body of Christ, which is a big, long way of saying they are visible signs, visible things, um, actual what we call form and matter, um, matter being like the actual stuff. So bread, wine, water, oil, um, and the form are the words that we say. So um, when we baptize someone, we pour water and we say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as Catholics, we believe that when we do those two things, we use those signs and symbols, those visible signs. Um, the invisible reality of God's grace becomes present to us in a special way through that, those words and those things and those actions so uh for example um in the eucharist as we just said when we eucharist. say the words when the priest says the words um this is my body this is my blood then uh god sends the holy spirit and in some way shape or form 
what was bread and wine becomes the body and blood of Christ. Um, and it's a very Catholic thing to believe this. Also, the, the Orthodox Church believes that. Um, but uh, as you probably know, there was a big fight over all of this in the Reformation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's sort of unique to the, the Catholic Church. Sacraments aren't necessarily unique to the Catholic Church, although we have more than um, the most Protestant churches would believe that there are. Uh, but we in the Greek Orthodox share seven sacraments. Um, and the Eucharist is called the source and summit of the Christian life or of all the sacraments. That All the sacraments lead to the Eucharist and, they, um, and then the Eucharist uh, they flow from the Eucharist as well. Um, because if we think about it, right, the idea that if God became a human being, right, if we accept that as Christian people, um, and Jesus went into heaven, um, we just had the ascension that we celebrated this past week. He says, I'll be with you always. Um, you know, that could be a very spiritual way. We could take that in a very spiritual, like Jesus is always everywhere. Um, but as one of the saints says, and I don't remember who it was, you know, if Jesus is everywhere, then he's not really anywhere. <laughs> right? It's like he's not, there's no specific place that uh, he could be. However, um, if we believe that bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ, then Jesus is in a very specific place at a very specific mm-hmm. time, just like he was 2,000 years ago. And he's present uh, to us in that way and we can receive god not only the spirit of god that you know sort of touches us and moves within us but we receive god in our very body um and sort of like the old adage you become what you eat you know we become what we eat we become more like god through receiving god himself um and that's an amazing intimacy that we can't have in any other um religious tradition i would say yeah so no that's that's awesome um so one of the usually when people first receive the eucharist they're about eight years old Uh right uh first communion which is always that's for people who are not catholic that it was in second grade but I usually think before eight, but yeah, it's in second grade. You're going through school, Catholic school, or even religious education. And for people, aren't, that's when everyone dresses up like there. It is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. I feel like you don't get that dressed up again until you get married. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't even for confirmation. Yeah, really. For confirmation. Life. I have to beg <laughs> students to like, please wear yeah. sleeves. Please. <laughs> like a confirmation. Button like, down shirt, please. Right. It's like, no, your tennis shoes are not allowed. <laughs> well, I, uh, I've been, I've seen, the gamut of confirmation dresses I've seen, you know, mm-hmm. or not, I mean, first communion. So first communion happens in second grade and the girls dress up. They look like brides essentially. Cause they've mm-hmm. got the veil and they've but got they the are. white You're dress. Being... Right. And then yeah. the guys wear a nice suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I went to a first communion once where my goddaughter was having her first communion. And so we were in her pew. And so mm-hmm. the people in the pew in front of us, this girl, like she had on like a whole thing. I was like, mm-hmm. no, it was 
Shannon, I was like, the Corleone family is here for first communion. Yeah. And <laughs> the girl had her dress and her veil, and she had mm-hmm. an American Girl doll. Oh, my gosh. That was, and the doll was wearing the same dress and the same veil. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I'm not kidding. And so it was this mom was had her, like, I'm, Girl, I'm not kidding. I was like, what? What is going on? And she was trying to play with the doll. And her mom's like, no, Uh no, it's okay. The doll wants to pray now. And I go, no, what is happening? (laughs) Right? And it's like, okay. But it is is beautiful, though. It's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. to see, actually. I've been to a ton of First Communions Mm -hmm. because I have, you know, got children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I know children, my friend's children, and I've been invited by my friend's children. (laughs) They want Amarcia to come. (laughs) And their mom was like, Amarcia does not want to go to another First Communion. (laughs) But I always, but I always, I always enjoy it and I always love it. Because there are really good opportunities for priests to give good homilies. And mm-hmm. I always say at sacraments, that's when the priest should always give their best homilies. Mm-hmm. Because there are people at the church that now don't show up. They won't show up again yep. until the next one. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it's really, it's really is a beautiful sacrament. And when that all happens, I just thought I'd just interject and tell you like mm-hmm. <laughs> that, like it, it's quite hilarious. It, it's pageantry at its finest. Yes. And I grew up in a black church and I had Easter Sundays mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. no, like we don't even have that pageantry. Mm-mm. I was mm-hmm. like, there are no I grew up with church hats. Communion hats. <laughs> <And> first <laughs> communion, man. It's it's a thing, man. Yep. Uh, something that was really sweet. My goddaughter, when she had her first communion, um, she was she went up and she received, and we, you know, we all went and re- like however mm-hmm. it works. I can't remember how it all worked because it's always different at whatever church you go to. And she was sitting and praying, and she just start crying, oh, and I was like. And she was so excited. And so my friend Susan started crying. And I was like, this is so sweet. Does everyone see this? So it was it was quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. So my first communion, though, happened. And I know that I've talked about this before. I was 20. Was I 20 years old? I was 20 years old. Maybe. You don't know. You're sure. like, sure. Sure you were. Yes, I was 20 years old. So about 12 years after everyone else. And I did not have to wear a white dress. With no. the veil and all the pageantry. <laughs> you would have looked like you were getting married. I would have looked like I was getting married. And they would have been like, what is happening? No, I uh, I got had my first communion when I was confirmed. Because that was when I came into the Catholic Church. And it's very, it was very different. Because growing up Protestant, we had communion. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Eucharist. It was all a symbol. It wasn't considered mm-hmm. real. It was every... It was the first Sunday of every month that we had it, and it was grape juice and saltine crackers, (laughs) you know, or if they bought them, the little saltines that are like itty bitty for Mm -hmm. communion size, Mm -hmm. and we had those, but that's what it was, and it was always like, oh yeah, we do this together, and it was always, it's a a big deal for us Mm -hmm. too. It it was a big deal too, but it's not quite the same, so Mm -hmm. when when I went, I always... I knew how the host tasted because when I was in seventh grade, I 
went, I just went up to mass with everybody else. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm just going to go to mass with everybody else. <laughs> and when I walked, and then I want to say at some point, maybe in November, December, I was walking up to mass and the principal, I was in the principal's line to get after, you know, school mass. Cause when you go to Catholic school, you go to mass once a week. And I was in line and I was ready and she goes, and she holds up, she's like, but you're not Catholic. And I was like, no. She's like, yeah, no, you can't have this. And I was like, <laughs> okay, which is not the correct thing to do. Do you know that, like, Eucharistic ministers cannot deny someone communion. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not but true. That only priests can do that. Only yeah. priests can do it. And even then, it's handled with kid gloves. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, go sit down. And I was like, I don't know why I'm not in therapy for seventh grade. I need to talk about that more often. <laughs> so, as I, so that's kind of, so I knew how it tasted and I hadn't had it again until that time. And then it was the bread because it's usually that thick bread, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. you make. I have no idea. But something that was really amazing about it was, so I knew I get to have my first communion and we get to have wine in church. because it was really wine and that's what it was Mm -hmm. that tastes awful so it's not a big deal yeah it's usually super sweet and gross it's (laughs) cheap so i when i it was we got to receive first because we were the confirmandi and Mm -hmm. we go and we and we i remember the first time when i when i had it and yes it could very much be that i had not eaten in hours because first Mm -hmm. Because um, Easter Vigil is nine years long. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and you got to fast. <laughs> and so, you so get communion. Yes, you do. So I get to, it's my turn in line, and I get First Communion, or I get my, get the Eucharist. And I, I just, and I, I'm sure I've talked about it before, and I know you've heard it. Like, it was, there was a whole lot of peace and a whole lot of, I felt that I'd been hungry my whole life. And when mm-hmm. I finally got to have it, I was like, Oh my gosh, I've been starving forever and this is mm-hmm. what I get to have. And it's so it's so important to me. So every time I, I don't take it for granted that we get to share a meal at Mass, that we get to receive the mm-hmm. body and blood of Christ at Mass every time. And I don't I said it yesterday because Mass was so off, I was put in charge of Mass at <laughs> here at Mooseheart because the person who usually does stuff, he was gone. And so I'm second in command. And I was like, I need a list. Cause I forgot all the things that were supposed to happen. Uh-huh. And our visiting priest was the abbot of Marmion. And I was like, Oh, he sees all the wrong things. <laughs> and so I, so I was, I was talking, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm like next time I'll remember all the parts. And he's like, it's fine. And I go, I always say, good or bad there's always a miracle at mass <laughs> he's like you are right and that was what it is uh-huh. because for the miracles the eucharist and i always uh i always remember that and in my you y-o-u chris talk <laughs> to my teens i always i one thing i said to them was i see you guys walking up at mass i see you when i visit your churches and when it's time for communion you guys are blah like you're walking up like okay i'm gonna go up Uh there because that's what it's time for now i didn't really want to get out of my seat (laughs) and uh and i said that's how you walk and i demonstrated how they walk right they're not alert they're it feels like they're not under they weren't understanding what they were getting and i told them this all the Uh time i said you act like the eucharist is something that you have to get right Uh like 
you're making me do this. I have to go get this. Instead, you should be seeing it as something that you get to have. Mm -hmm. And that was, and they're all like, wow. And I was like, that's right. Youth minister. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Flipping those verbs around. Right? What, what? So that's, so that's kind of how I always think about it. And there are times too, where I'm like, I'm at church or I'm tired or I'm whatever. And I always have to remember that I'm modeling that the Eucharist is something that I get to have. And Mm -hmm. I've seen over the years, I've actually gone back to visit. I had, I had one of my teens tell me when they were in college and they saw all, they were alert to how their peers went up and went to the Mm -hmm. Eucharist. And they were like, Marcia, they obviously didn't get the get to have talk that you did. And she shared that with her group and you know, and it's kind of, and I was like, that's so sweet. That's awesome. I know it was really awesome. And I, I really love that. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just always, it, it is super important. It is. And it is not something to be taken lightly. So you should always Mm -hmm. be in a state of grace when you receive, well, when you receive any Mm -hmm. sacraments period. So you should make sure that you don't, you don't have any like mortal sin. It's like, I killed somebody. So let me go get some Eucharist real quick. Nope. You're going to need to really hard to get to like, you're going (laughs) to not No, (laughs) But like I said, if I know you killed somebody last night and you're my communion line, I can't tell you that you can't have it. Mm-hmm. But I can be yeah, like, is this something that you want to be doing? <laughs> okay. Oh. Body of Christ. <laughs> Here you go. No, um, and there have been a lot of uh, miracles associated with the Eucharist. You can go mm-hmm. online and look at a bunch of them. But there's mm-hmm. one. Wait, did you want to add something before I talk about the miracles? Okay. There's one that I really, I really, really very much enjoyed. And I heard it a few years ago. So in Argentina, I think it was in, it was in the early 90s, there mm-hmm. was a piece of the host fell on the ground. Did you know, did you know this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's the coolest one ever. Okay. Uh, so a piece of the host fell on the ground when they were cleaning up the, the, I can't remember who or why he put it in water and put it away into mm-hmm. the the sacristy. Yeah. Cause that's how you get rid of yes. them. I shouldn't say get it's rid supposed of them. to dissolve. You have to dissolve it. That's what it to is. To make sure that it's properly right. taken care of. That's you don't what it just was. Like throw it in the trash. Cause it's Jesus. It's, Jesus. <laughs> it's literally Jesus. So it's, you're supposed to, yeah, if it's the host, you're supposed to put it in water so it can dissolve. Mm-hmm. If the wine spills on the carpet, you're supposed to cut the carpet out, cut that, cut that part of the carpet. So if you go to some churches and you see like at the altar, there may be like a little, little filled in patches. <laughs> it's because there was a slippery, some slippery Eucharist. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he put it in the water to dissolve, put it in the blessed, the... Why can't I think of the word that you lock it and you put it in there? Tabernacle. Tabernacle. Lord Jesus. <laughs> the church growing up was faith tabernacle. Why don't I know this? So, <laughs> so you put it in the tab. I was, I was like, sacristy. Nope. Blessed sacrament. Nope. And so you put it in there. So many Catholic words. You, right. So many words. And you leave and he, and he left and went about his business. He comes back, unlocks it again. It's still there floating. And over time, it didn't. It did not disintegrate or dissolve. Instead, mm-hmm. it started to like it look. It it was bloody. Like it was red. It mm-hmm. was bloody. It looked like, and they were like, "What is happening? Oh my goodness!" Mm-hmm. And something that I really love about that when miracles 
are um in the Catholic Church and they're and they're told as the miracles that like the bishops are like, Yeah, it's miracles because mm-hmm. so many people scrutinize it that mm-hmm. they're like they mm-hmm. wanna make sure that you're not making Scientist. this crazy stuff mm-hmm. up. Right. So this happens. And so they're like, uh, this is legit bloody. So then, you know, you mm-hmm. go to the bishop and you talk about that and they had to take mm-hmm. pictures and see it over. Do you know who the bishop was? Oh, I do know. <laughs> I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell him in a minute. All right. All right. <laughs> because when I was telling someone this story, someone was like, but do you know who that bishop was? And I go, I don't know. I was like, I did. And I was like, it wasn't Oscar Romero. <laughs> Because that's the only... Not even the same country. Right? <laughs> right? I know, it wasn't. That's why I was like, I don't know. But I will tell you in a minute. <laughs> so so it was it was super bloody. And they were trying to like, okay, what's going on? They're like, yeah, this is this whole thing. So they had their own scientists look at it and be like, yeah, this is human flesh. And they had an independent person look at it, like a doctor that mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. involved. But mm-hmm. they didn't even tell what, it, yeah. what, what happened. They didn't even tell what happened. They were like, hey, doctor... You're a heart doctor, cardiologist. I can't check this out. Wait, check this out. Like, or they're like, yeah, look at this. And so this doctor was first like, oh, I think this is part of a heart. And then they pass it on. I can't remember. There's so many people who saw this thing that mm-hmm. happened. And so they pass it on to a cardiologist. Cardiologist looked at it and he's like, this, yeah, this is part of a heart. This part of the heart looks like it'd been through a lot of abuse that mm-hmm. um, they had trouble breathing, you, you mm-hmm. know, and like that this is. And it was insane, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. had trouble breathing. This is what happened. Um, they can tell. They could tell them everything that happened to this mm-hmm. heart. You know, there was beating. There was because um, the way the blood cells were, they could tell that they, there was a struggle to breathe, and they mm-hmm. died. Like they died. They also knew that it was human, and they also could tell it was very old. But mm-hmm. the crazy thing was. Like, I'm pretty sure he was like, no, this is a very old, it was a very young person, but it was a very old tissue. And mm-hmm. the one thing they said, they go, and the white blood cell, the white cells mm-hmm. were still alive. alive. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, is that when your white cells are out of your body, they, after that, they're, they're dead in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Within 15 minutes, they're like, bloop, nothing. And so they go, this is, this tissue is dead, but it's also very alive. And... Mm-hmm. And this doctor's like, well, what, what, what was this? You know, like, where mm-hmm. did you get this? What is, what did you bring me? Mm-hmm. And he, like, after they confirmed that and he did his report, they didn't tell him anything mm-hmm. until he, like, com- his official report and all mm-hmm. of it. And they told the doctor, like, well, this was some Eucharist mm-hmm. that fell and blah, 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 And, like, this is all this stuff. And the doctor's like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And I believe the doctor was even, like, an atheist until that moment. <laughs> but, um, and so, and it was, I think it's just this, and this investigation took place over six years, right? It was, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and so, yeah, and then they all, you know, like, it's a miracle of the Eucharist. Got approved. Mm-hmm. And then it was got approved as a miracle, which is amazing. And that bishop was Pope Francis. <laughs> And so, so yeah, but it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So it's one of those things where no matter the one thing I love about the Eucharist is no matter where my faith is, no matter where my doubt is. And I got Mm -hmm. a lot of doubt. Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. The only thing, like, not the only thing, because I know other things, but my, I, like, I have, (coughs) 
<clears throat> so much of our faith is kind of like out there in the ether, right? Mm-hmm. We we have faith because we can't touch it. One sec. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I should have paused that. But anyway, but the Eucharist is tactile. Like we can touch it. Mm-hmm. We can taste it. We know it to be truth. And we have these amazing miracles that have happened to remind us of its truth. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. I had one of my youth ministry girls. <clears throat> she was having a hard time in her faith. My youth ministry kids still like they are getting their master's degrees <laughs> and they're like calling me and telling me when they're okay. struggling, which I love. She was struggling in her faith. She was having a hard time understanding, like not believing why God was real. And she, and she could share that with me. Cause I share with her all the time. Like, yeah, I have doubts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. crazy. And, uh, she emailed me one day and she's like, I got to tell you something. You know, I've been struggling and things are really hard for me. And I remember getting up, going to uh, to the Eucharist at church because I was, that's one thing you always said was like, don't stop going to church, keep going to mm-hmm. church. And yeah. I went to church. She's like, I kept going to church and I would go and I went up to the Eucharist and I had to remind myself that day, this is something I get to have. She's like, I walked up there and... She's like, I received the body. And then when I received, she's like, I got the wine. She's like, Marcia, like the whole time I was just praying in mass. It was just a hard mass. And she goes, when I drank it, it tasted like blood. And she's like, it was only for a second. She's like, for an instant, I tasted Mm -hmm. like, she's like, it tasted like blood, like, like Mm -hmm. coppery tasted like blood. Mm -hmm. And then I kept walking and I was just in shock. And my friends were like, are you Okay. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I thought about it forever. And she's like, so I just wanted to tell you. And it's really great. Like, we have that. We have the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. This is, this is what we have. Like, you can't always touch everything in your faith, but we can, we can literally touch Jesus every time we're together. And so that's, what's really beautiful. And I love, I feel like I like took over this whole podcast episode. Okay. I talk about this all the time. <laughs> so job, yeah, so I get to talk about it. It's my job. Yeah, talk uh, about the Y-O Eucharist. What? <laughs> yeah. One thing I did want to add, which I think is really interesting. There have been many Eucharistic ministry, miracles throughout the centuries um, from about the year 800 or so onward. Um, and even earlier than that, actually. Um, but in every single one of them, they've gone back and tested the tissue and it's all cardiac tissue and it all has the same blood type and the same, um, they have, they've recently started to do genetic testing, but basically the same genetic material, which is amazing. And it's always living tissue. Um, so I mean, like, it's just a sign of, I think but it's for me not proof like there can never be proof of faith but it reinforces mm-hmm. yes that this is something that God cares so intimately about that he gives us literally his own body mm-hmm. as our way bread uh, that's another name for the Eucharist is way bread that mm-hmm. gets us to heaven right it's a foretaste of what is to come that uh, one day we will be all one with Christ, just as we are in those moments when we receive the Eucharist. Um, And um, the only other thing I wanted to say was, I think that we sometimes need to remind ourselves that um, we don't go to Mass because we're required to. We go to Mass because 
we are so privileged to receive the grace of God, the forgiveness and mercy of God for all of the things we may or may not have done, uh, good, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the good things we may not have done and the bad things we may have done. Um, and he gives us his body and blood and that our experience of going to mass shouldn't be like, I have to go do this. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, it's a sin. And if I receive the Eucharist and I'm not 100% sure that I'm sinful, I also have sinned in life. We shouldn't get so caught up in the mystery and awe of God that we forget that the whole point is that God wants to be with us. That's why mm-hmm. he became a man. And that's why we call him Emmanuel, right? God with us. Um so yeah, love me some mass. <laughs> yeah. I uh I look forward to the masses when I'm not a cantor. You yeah. know, like if I'm on yes. vacation. That's the only time I get to nice. experience mass is when mm-hmm. I'm not at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? So that's I how it is. Yeah. Okay. So great. Um so we don't have anything to offer you guys today. Um, because, uh, we, I mean, we do have things to offer you, um, but we, we've got to actually cut this short. (laughs) Um, but we had such a great time talking with you this week about the Eucharist. If you guys have your own stories about the Eucharist and your own Mm -hmm. things you want to share and thoughts, we would really, really love to hear them. We, so that's what we want to offer you. We want to offer you the Eucharist, y'all. What? Shannon and I are both Eucharistic ministers in Illinois. And I'm also one in Indiana. <laughs> All the places. Mm-hmm. All the places. Um, so, yes. I mean, I can't, you know, celebrate mass, but. <laughs> right. But I could, I could be your minister <laughs> all day long. <laughs> so that's our offertory today is yeah. go get some Eucharist, y'all. Get in a state of grace. Mm-hmm. So that is all we have for you. If I can just, there we go. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening to our little blurb. Um, Thank you to the Eucharist and for Jesus for dying. Uh, (laughs) uh, For Pope Francis for being the bishop of that miracle. Thank you very much, Shannon, for being an awesome co-host. And right now you're bopping your head to Seize the Mars by the group Jazar. And that's all we got today, folks. We'll yeah. talk to you later. And next week, um, I don't know what we're talking about, but I'll tell you in the show notes. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. It's something awesome. So, good. Yay. <laughs> we'll tell you in the show notes. You have a great one. Bye. Bye.